This is the Stop Time Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Hopkins, and I'm here to engage you in thought-provoking motivational conversations around practicing the art of living in the moment. I'm a certified life coach, and I'm excited to dig deep and offer insights into embracing who we are and where we are at. So my next guest made her Broadway debut at 19 years old. She has appeared in numerous Broadway and off-Broadway productions since, including Dames at Sea, Cinderella, Annie, Clueless the Musical. She's appeared on TV in Fosse Verdon, The King of Queens, um, and can be heard singing in studio sessions in the Santa Claus 3, Fred Claus, and the Disney Princess CD series. My guest um, comes, to, comes to us through... Um, a deep connection. We've known each other quite a while and I've watched her grow into the incredible human being that she is continuing to be. Um, At the peak of the pandemic crazy summer, she watched her acting community struggle to feel safe and financially stable. As one by one, they joined the 20% of Manhattan that was moving out of the city. As a response, she co-founded Move On, a minimalist moving company. And the purpose for clientele was to encourage focused intentions, downsize clutter to only the items serving that intention. Oh God, I need her. And then transport them to the new locations with an energy clean slate. While the business picked up rapidly and began easing the stress of many affected by the pandemic, Move On found its underlying purpose, a crew made up entirely of unemployed actors supplementing their income. It is with such great pleasure that I introduce you all to my friend, Tessa Grady. Tessa, welcome. Hi, Lisa. I'm so happy to be here. So you're in California right now, right? Yes, I'm in California right now. I took the moving van here that we ended up uh, purchasing for Move On. We wanted to spend holidays with family and my family is here in California. So my partner and I took it as the needed time for us to hop in our cargo van, put a mattress in the back and road trip across the country. So it, it should have taken about 11 days. It took about two weeks because our van broke down on top of a snowy mountain. So that's a story for another time. But we ended up getting our van fixed. We had an amazing time on top of that mountain and finished our road trip and are here now for the holidays in, in California. Oh, wow. How was that traveling uh, during COVID? You know, it was so different for different cities. You would go to a place like Chicago that has a lot of nightlife. It's a city life, but Chicago has been hit pretty hard. So they really had restrictions and curfews and places that you just could not go. You could not experience. And it really quieted Chicago, a place that I know very well. I've worked in Chicago. I've been in Chicago several times. And so it was strange to see kind of the the, the mellow that comes across a city. And yeah. it's strange to see that kind of quiet in a city that moves so quickly. I am really curious to know um, if you remember if there was a standout moment when you realized that Broadway was shutting down. When it all happened, I had been out of the city. And I came back and I'm telling you, two days later, we all got shut down and quarantined and weren't allowed to leave our houses. And Broadway was shut down and it really happened very quickly for my brain because I hadn't been plugged into my community for about a week or two. And I came back to New York realizing how fast that momentum had picked up and Mm. just 
closed everything off. So I had a bit of a jarring adjustment to it going, I'm back in New York, but I don't even feel like I'm back in the New York that I recognize, the New York that I love. Wow. So yes. Wow. It's exactly how I felt. I went, wow. Yeah. What an interesting position for me to be in that, that I had been away and kind of came back having to introduce myself to this new world that we were about to dive into for yeah. the, the rest of the year. So how did you handle that? I feel like I went directly from shock to embracing reality, to mm -hmm. embracing reality because there was no other option. I just introduced myself to the entirety of it at once and went straight from the shock factor to, I guess this is what it is. So I can sit here and argue about it at, to no avail, or I can get on board and try and find a way to keep my grounding, keep my foundation and, and make this work because that's our only option. So I ended up being very grateful for the fact that I didn't get slowly hurt by it. I came back to New York. It was all at once. And from there was left with either be crushed by that realization and that reality or step up and just allow it to be because that's there was no changing it at that point. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, sink or swim, right? Kind of the rip yeah, the bandaid totally, off. Totally, totally. That's exactly what it felt like. That's so interesting. Although I'm not hearing, you know, it's funny because sink or swim definitely has that idea of, you know, um, I'm not going to be a victim to this. But I'm curious to know about the swim aspect of it. Like, did you feel like there was any fight? And that doesn't sound like it. It sounds like it was acceptance. It sounds like it was, you know, sort of, um, ready, ready for the moment, like literally like ready, ready, you know, accepting the process, trusting the process. Is that, mm. can you tell me more about? Yeah, that? I have, I have the great fortune of being a, a, a lover of very simple things. I have a lot of very casual, small, simple things in my day that bring me a lot of joy, <laughs> so much joy. And it's things like reading a book, taking a bath, uh, baking bread. There are these little hobbies that I kind of cultivated for myself years ago in a response to, I have a career that has a lot of ups and downs. So let me find a through ground to bring myself joy, keep myself grounded in other areas. And in cultivating those things, they have become a huge part of my life. So the trusting the process came very easily to me because as soon as I was told you have to sit at home and stay there, I just turned to those simplicities, those simple joys that I had already unknowingly developed. I really, I leapt into my simple joys and they saved the beginning of this process for yes. me. Yes. It sounds like you didn't quite realize how important it was until until you needed it and there it was ready for you. No, right. Those those were developed for me as little saving graces when you're having those those tough days in acting. We all know those yeah. moments where you don't feel you were in control. You don't feel you were even potentially able to be in control. And that goes against such such a grain in us 
that we want as, as actors, we want to, we want something tangible. And so much of that career is intangible for us mm -hmm. to grip or hold on to. So we're on this ride all the time. And if the ride gets a little too bumpy, I found such peace in going home and having these things that I was passionate about. I am very passionate about the books that I read yeah. and I really give them time. <laughs> I started realizing that I didn't want to be my career. Mm. I, my career for, for my first several years in New York was who I was. I identified with that level of success. I identified with how well I could do and therefore my worth got tied up in it. And I was starting to flounder quickly. And it wasn't career-wise. I started to flounder internally. And I went, that's going to make a bigger difference in my life th than any career outcome. So I need to fix this and I need to fix this now. So I found these other things that I loved and could spend my creativity on and invest my heart in so that I was no longer what I did. My musical theater is what I do. And Tessa Grady is, has more than that. I, I am who I am, whether theater is there or not. And God, I did not know that it almost at this point feels like I was prepping myself for an easier transition when everything stopped this year. Mm -hmm. Amen, sister. No, absolutely. Um, I'm just so curious to know how you were able to give yourself permission to do that. Oh, oh man. It was the pandemic giving me permission to do that. It truly, I didn't realize that I put myself through a little bit of a uh, cycle of guilt anytime I was away from New York, mm -hmm. pursuing other dreams, pursuing other passions, or just pursuing family time, pursuing visiting friends who were traveling, anything that, that builds a, per, a character, build, builds life experience, builds you know memories. I had the hardest time being away from New York because I plagued myself with this idea of I'm missing something. Yeah. There's something important that I'm going to miss. There's going to be an audition that was perfectly right for me and I'm, I'm going to miss it. So I can't be away that long because God forbid mm -hmm. I'm going to, New York is, is moving on without me. <laughs> and I don't think I fully realized that I was still doing that to myself, not giving myself the total freedom and the total trust to know that Every audition that is perfect and right for me will be the ones that I'm there for, will be mm. the ones yeah. that I am available for and, and work smoothly into my life as I choose to build it, not as my life as musical theater chooses to build it for me. And it was a bit of a blind spot until everything stopped. And in a way, we all, I think part of the grief and the adjustment that we all have all been taking is there's a huge percent of us breathing a sigh of relief that we are not beholden to this, this mechanism of audition mindset, mm. this mechanism of you always have to be treading water in order to continue making it forward. So that 
world went on pause and basically gave us permission to travel, to take a full day off and do find our simple joys to reconnect with family or with other, you know, parts of our community electronically. And it was something that I didn't realize I was missing from my life because I, I wasn't giving myself permission to do so. And so I, that is that silver lining upside of, wow, this pandemic really showed a blind spot to me that I am so grateful. I am starting to do these things in my life. And when I get back and I'm going to those auditions and there's, you know, calls from agents or news about something every single day, I really want to hold on to this. I want to hold on to the power of my own sense of choice. I know of a lot of days I've had where it wasn't the right choice. And I did it because I thought I was supposed to, Mm -hmm. I, I thought, what, what would I be if I didn't? Really, I have to take every possible opportunity that 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 theater offers, and I am finding such freedom and such ease in choosing who I want to be each day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, beautifully said. But I, as you know, as a person who can be an analytical brain myself, lived for years. I called it head first, mm. and my heart would kind of follow second as you know a nice tool yeah. to have to check in with my emotions. And that one was huge for me. And I made a New Year's resolution that year to try out flipping them. I'm going to live heart first and I'll have my head right, you know, flanking it second place (laughs) to use as a tool of my intellect and my analytical side to protect you, to help. I had to try. I went, I know how life works when I am, when I am leading with my intellect and chasing it with my, you know, uh, following, following close by with my heart. I know what that life looks like. I, I may crash and burn, but I got to know, I have to know what I would be like, what life would be like if I switched these. So even if the logic doesn't follow it, if hold to that, I want to make those choices. And man, Alisa, I will not go back. (laughs) I did this about three years ago and it has changed my entire life. It it allowed me to start trusting. Mm -hmm. And I could do that once I stopped having to have the explanation behind why I should trust. Yeah. How did you do it? How did you like just, I know know it's probably a whole other podcast, but I'm just curious to know, like, what was your first actual action? Can you pinpoint, you know, when you made that decision, and I understand why you did, how you were able to, to sort of instigate that approach? I had a tendency of being a a people person in a way where I knew how to network, um, you know, forward the things that I needed or or wanted to bring into my life by being able to really gauge uh, the space that other people were in. I could really have a feel for what this person likes or what this person's energy is. Um, I, I was an energy worker from, from a, calculated way, I guess, in a sense, and I, you know, not to do anything maliciously, but just to be able to my own survival, my own protection and independence was driven from, I can gauge everybody else. Yep. And then I can adjust to match that so that I'm never under fire. I'm always, you know, in a, in a comfortable position 
with any group of people because I can kind of shift myself to be accepted in that area, to be accepted among those people or to, it worked with acting as well. I can walk in a room and I can figure out what they want to see, not just what the character breakdown is, but I can quickly try and size up the energy of these people behind the table and the notes they're giving and match what they're handing me so that I get closer to what they want. Yep. And it's a total survival mechanism and, you know, served me really well for a while, but I was left not ever feeling truly connected with any friendships, any partnerships, any sense of self. It was like I was playing the role of me and I was doing a damn good job of it. And I, I knew how to play the game. It felt like I knew how to play the game of life and yet nothing was, was hitting home. I felt very um, lonely. I felt very lonely at the end of the day. Um, and I didn't, felt, I didn't feel very understood or seen or, or authentic, even though I, if someone had told me you're not very authentic, I would have denied it tooth and nail. Mm-hmm. Gone, no, no, no. I know this is who, this is me. This is how I've always been. Um, so the first thing I remember doing was practicing asking for what I wanted without feeling guilty. That was like step one for me. And that was hard. That was a full chapter. We went through that. We practiced that. And step two was stand in my own space, whatever emotional space I was feeling at that moment, stand in it proud and tall, regardless of who you're around, what thing you have to do that day. I started going into auditions and they'd go, you know, hi, oh, hi, how are you? And we all are so used to going, you know, great, thanks so much. Good to see you guys, all the usual. And for a while, I had to just buckle down and go, I need to practice taking my space in whatever it is because it's worthy. It, I am worthy of being in this space. So I'd walk into an audition. They'd go, hey, Tess, how are you? And I sure enough have said things like, you know, I, I don't feel great today. I am or I, I feel really exhausted, but I, I'm, you know, and then followed up with, I'm, I'm really grateful to be here. You know, I'm excited still to do this material, but I had to start putting words to the space that my heart was feeling mm. so that my heart started being able to feel comfortable walk being welcomed into my own space had to be around groups of friends that I would adjust to their energy before. Mm-hmm. So you be there and I'm going to be here for you, but I don't need to be there with you. Yeah. And that was a huge one for me. I had a, a very hard time just walking my own separate path in a group that was clearly had kind of an energy level that was different than mine. So I didn't want to alienate myself from my friends. I wanted to let my friends know who I was. And they would never have a chance of doing that if I wasn't speaking to it. Absolutely. And your energy is such a gift, really. I mean... Really, I miss you. I miss your energy. There are people whose energy I genuinely... When we're in lockdown and we spend a lot of time by ourselves, to me, what speaks more is is the energies that we miss. Not necessarily the 
the, you know, I, I, I love, you know, how much I love your tap classes and I would go often and take your tap classes, but that's not what I miss the most. What I miss is, is your energy, the energy that you bring to a room that ends up affecting. I, I miss the energies that I'm most affected by yeah. in a positive way. And your energy just is very uplifting to me. It's inspiring to me. It's always been such a welcoming, warm energy to be with. So mm. that I'm just so glad to have a little, a, a catch up and a piece of it. Kind oh, of ditto. Life ditto. Today. Ditto. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. All right. Let me ask you, what should I yeah. ask you? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, I know. <laughs> what, what do you know will be true about you no matter what happens? Oh, I will always choose the kinder option. When I don't choose the kinder option, I suffer. It affects me so deeply. The times still come up when I can tell that the kinder option will be taking taking myself or my ego or my needs out of the picture for a moment so that someone can can take the space. So what I know I will always be striving for Mm-hmm. is to be a listener. And I mm. really know that for myself. Every time I choose to listen and then listen deeper, Yep, got that quote from a dear friend of mine, listen and then listen deeper. Every time I have chosen that, it has lent itself to some of the most amazing realizations some of the most amazing moments, some of the most amazing connections, the most amazing communication. It's like, for me, it's the root of communication. Yeah. yeah. All right. I have just a couple more questions for you because I can't keep you all okay. day, although I'd really like to. I'm um, having fun. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your definition of living in the moment? Having nowhere to be but here. Oh, I love having that. Having nothing. Yeah. Having nowhere to be but here. And then I think the second sentence would be having nothing to do but now. Mm, Say it again. Say both. I love that. Having nowhere to be but here, having nothing to do but now. And that, it just encompasses everything. Like I said, I I never claim to be perfect at any of these ideals that I love and that I practice and carry. But when when I say those words to myself, hey, you have nowhere to be but here. Because guess what? You are nowhere, but right here, this is where you are. Can't change it until you're somewhere else. But when you're somewhere else, you're here. <laughs> you can't, oh, can't get absolutely. away from it. Oh, absolutely. So we might as well be here in whatever form it takes and you've got nowhere else to be. And that is the plague that I think most of us carry is we're sitting around here wanting to be there. Mm. And that's the only, that's the friction. That's, that's the only thing that keeps us from the, those simple joys, that gratitude of what we have. What gets in your way of being in the moment? Because it's clear that you can identify it. I'm just curious to know, like, what might take you out of the moment? What kind of things get in the way? My own self-reflection. I will self-reflect my way out. I will realize I've completely missed the beautiful sunset that I went outside to sit in front of and meditate with. And here I am sitting, watching this beautiful sunset and I'm sitting going, now I'm out here to meditate because I felt this thing earlier that didn't feel right with my heart. And so I need to think through what that was and where it came from, what the root was and what I can do next time to 
to create an opportunity for me to rise and and train myself into a different level of energetic work and become i always want to be better i always want to grow i always want to be better and yet after those moments so, so often i'm left going i totally missed that sunset <laughs> so how do you want to be remembered i've got this one i've got this one i say this to people lisa i say that at the end of my life i want to have an abundant storage of great stories mm. just amazing adventures great stories most great stories are made up of embarrassments or crazy things or weird unique experiences those are the things that i want to fill my life with those are the things i i don't need to be remembered by a lot of people but the people who are remembering me after i'm gone i want them to think back and go she did crazy things <laughs> she did yeah. so many different things so i want to be the old lady talking to my you know canasta friends and my grandkids <laughs> and i want my grandkids to think man grandma just doesn't ever run out of good stories mm -hmm. so what that makes me as a person right now in in my present moment as a as a 26 year old is someone who i if i want that goal and i've wanted that goal for a very long time it's just something that brings me a lot of joy uh being remembered that way i have to let go of fears i have to embrace embarrassment and and i have to let go of that shame gland i have to <laughs> just be willing to be more curious than i am worried because the times when i leap in having no knowledge of whether i'm going to fail or succeed do well if i take you know the road less traveled guarantee it's going to end up with a great story at the end and that's what i am I am digging for because I will make choices sometimes specifically because I know that they are going to yield a great story. <laughs> that's awesome. No, yeah. that's that's so great. I love that. That's so great. Yeah. That's so good. So, yeah. right, we're going to do rapid fire. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. You ready? I think so. We'll see. What what makes you laugh? My partner. Hungry. Waking up in the morning. Sad. Myself inspired animals frustrated uh new york right now if i'm answering in the present moment new york mm yeah what makes you motivated little things what makes you angry uh take pe people who take things too seriously and what makes you grateful oh, so much every everything Mm. in my life. Mm. Um that is that that has been a a huge part of my life is gratitude and I can't recommend it more. <laughs> <laughs> That's so beautiful. I wish I wish my guest could see you cuz you're it was so beautiful. <laughs> that was so beautiful. Uh, so thanks. Yeah, no no really. So what what are the top 3 things that happened so far today? That happened today. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is fun. I woke up feeling so spacious in my head that's a i know it sounds weird but i think everybody knows what i'm talking about there are those random times where you just wake up and there's really no thoughts going on 
you just wake up with this total blank canvas and and you're you're not you don't have anything stuck in your head you're not thinking of something from the day before you you can't remember any dreams it's just openness and spaciousness and it feels so freeing it's such a liberating feeling to wake up that way and i woke up that way today and it immediately got me excited for the whole day so that is definitely on my top 3 uh second part of my top 3 would be i am i'm doing this food cleanse with my mom right now i have been home for the longest amount of time in 7 years since living in new york Mm. And so I jumped into this cleanse with her for nine days. You have to really stay regimented. And it is one of the first things in my adult life that I have had to really rely on her for, for information, for keeping me on track, keeping me up to date. And we're doing it together, but she has done it multiple times. She has all the knowledge of this. And I'm kind of stepping into her world. Mm. And I, realized that I'm so glad I'm finally as an adult getting to step into her world and and let our connection start to come from something that's mutual rather than something I am owning myself and then she can be invited into. It was kind of, you know, we all need to create our independence when we become young adults. Yeah. And I feel this really nice transition with my mom, especially mm. that, that I, I am loving, I'm, I'm loving taking, give, giving space to her learning from her in, from a new space, uh, from a new mindset and just kind of putting, putting my ego aside really is all it is. Yeah, sure. And seeing, you know, you get to see a parent like that in a new light when you when you put that vendetta away for a second. And my mom and I have a great relationship. You know, this is certainly not coming out of friction, but it's just coming out of the natural to me, the natural process of becoming an adult yourself. Yep. And I'm finally at the place where I can I I can put my uh, my adult side, my screaming of my own self away. And start to relearn who my mother is as equals to each other. Yeah. I mean, there's room for both of you, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's really fun. This, this cleanse is really fun. It's, it's making us be creative together. It's making us cook together. It's, it's having, it's been, been really great. So that has been one of my top three things that has already, we already did a morning cleanse routine this morning. So that was how I started my day. And then number three top three things that happened today. Number three is that I uh, sat by the fireplace and I don't, if anybody lives in New York, we know there are a few and far between that, that get the luxury and the, the joy of sitting by a gas fireplace. And I got to put the logs and the, this is my side of like getting a little too excited about very simple, casual things. And building a fire and sitting by the fireplace is, is one of my greatest joys that I am without for most of the year in New York City. So I, as you know, Lisa, when you popped onto the Zoom, I had a fireplace behind me. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yay. Yeah. And so what, what are you most looking forward to today? Today, I think I'm, I'm definitely most looking forward to 
spending the rest of the day in the energy space that you have really left me and and joined me. It's like we uh, speaking with you leaves us both in this motivated but but peaceful. It's those two together that is just such a unique, beautiful blend uh, where where you feel active yet t- completely content. Mm. And I, you have really um, heralded that for me today. And so I get to spend the rest of my day in that, in that space, sitting, sitting in that chair. And I'm really excited to see what unfolds from that because energy always begets the same energy. And this, I could not ask for better. Oh, I am, Tessa, I am so very grateful for you and for that. And I feel, I feel the same way. I really, really do. Um, You're such a joy um, and have been from the very first moment that, that we met. I mean, again, it was energetic. I mean, yeah, it was fun working together, but 10 years ago. I know. When I was 17. I yeah. know. You were such a baby. <laughs> oh, I, oh, thank Crazy. you. Thank you so much for joining me today on Stop Time. Really, I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been wonderful to have uh, you. I am so honored to be asked to come on. And it it's a it's a reminder that just by being human and having experiences, you may have something that it that is useful to someone else. And that's a really nice feeling. It's, yeah, humans helping humans. And I really love that. I love that you are spearheading that kind of work. I really appreciate you. So thank you. Thanks for having me here. Oh, it's my pleasure. I've been speaking today with Tessa Grady. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy, everyone. And remember to live in the moment. And if you don't, you know what? It's okay. Because <laughs> it happened anyway. <laughs> there it is. There it is. You're already here. <laughs> You're already here. <laughs> In music, stop time is that beautiful moment where the band is suspended in rhythmic unison, supporting the soloist to express their individuality. In the moment, I encourage you to take that time and create your own rhythm. Until next time, I'm Lisa Hopkins. Thanks for listening.